This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. In these crazy times of the new normal, feel-good stories are more important than ever. Today's guest is a woman who devotes her time to making sure shelter pets are more comfortable and secure through the handmade blankets she and her team of volunteers create. From Pet Life Radio Network, this is Jody Miller-Young, and you're listening to Bark and Swagger. Linda Castile-Kozlowski created Comfort for Critters in 2007 after adopting a kitten named Anna. Sometimes it's making that connection with a shelter animal that opens your eyes to the plight of all shelter animals. Linda wanted to help. We'll find out more about her business, see some of the beautiful blankets she creates, and learn about a cool event she's participating in very soon. So don't go away. Just grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back after a short break from our sponsor. She became overweight, stinky, several vertebrae used together. Sophie was going to be euthanized. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I remember Sophie starting the Dynavite. She has loved it. She is no longer stinky. She is full of life. Dynavite is nutrition. Get them on Dynavite right away while they're healthy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller-Young, your host. Meet Linda Castile-Kozlowski, founder of Comfort for Critters, making custom handmade blankets for shelter pets to make them feel more secure in what is a very scary environment. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Jody. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a real honor. Oh, it is my pleasure. You're doing something so wonderful. Tell us a bit more about the inspiration for creating Comfort for Critters and also about little Anna. Little Anna, I adopted her, as you said, in 2007, just an adorable little kitten. But as I adopted her and kind of chose her, I had all the other eyes in the shelter on me. (laughs) (laughs) and really felt like I wanted to adopt them all. I already had other cats and dogs at home, and so I asked, what can I do for everybody else? I mean, it was kind of my conscience reaching out to me. It was God, you know, tapping me on the shoulder, and the woman said, well, um, sometimes people bring in old towels, and they kind of will tear them in half. We put them on the cage floor. It makes it just a little more comfortable, and I had learned to knit, and crochet when I was maybe 10 years old. At this point, I was 30. And I said, how about if I crochet blankets? And she looked at me and said, if you want to do that, that that would be wonderful. And I said, but you know, I crochet for my boys and I know creatures, human, non-human, get attached to things, attached to smells. I said, can it be a blanket they use in the shelter? And then when they go home, it's like a transitional comfort object. So it has a shelter scent on it. It surely would help them adjust to the new family. It's a great thing getting happy going home, but it maybe a little scary. 
And she thought that was a fantastic idea and said, absolutely, we'll put it in with them. They'll get the sense. And then off it will go when they get adopted. And and I thought the first year, I'll try to do one a week. And so 50 was my goal, which I did reach. And the rest is just kind of taken off. History. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to know. And I think our listeners would love to know from 2007 to now, how has Comfort for Critters go- grown? It's really just organically grown. Um, I have two boys and I would, they played the year round smoke sports. They were small at the time and I would be constantly at a game or a practice or driving somewhere. And I was always doing these blankets and people would come up to me and say, how many scarves can you make? <laughs> like, <laughs> And I told them what I was doing and almost without exception, people think it's a great idea. And they say, can we give you, we have extra space. Can we donate things? Can my mother-in-law get involved? And it's just <laughs> like crazy from there. And now in a month, we do a minimum of a thousand. It's usually closer to two thousand blankets. And how many month, volunteers are involved now? In total, there's probably about a thousand. Oh my! Um, but every month, I might work with uh, between a hundred and hundred fifty. And one of the great things about this nonprofit, and really any nonprofit, is you can get involved as much or as little as you want. And I will have people that will make. 10 blankets and then they through the summer they take off and they're traveling and they don't do anything and that's absolutely fine if when the weather turns cold in the chicago area you want to get back and in, back involved join back up you know and just start doing it again and so that's you know why there's so many but not every single month i'm not working with a thousand people right but you have the thousand so it's not such a big deal if a few want to take some time off to do other things Tell us more about the blankets themselves. What materials do you use? What are the options for customers? And and listeners, you'll be able to see examples of the blankets that Linda and her volunteer force create. And they are beautiful. You'll see them on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. Tell us about. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jody. I think they're beautiful, too, and mainly because I don't make them all. So I can honestly say my volunteers do gorgeous work. Um, as far as how the blankets are made, that's something else um, that kind of has organically just exponentially increased that I pretty much crochet my blankets. But people would come to me and say, I'd love to quilt. Can I quilt them? And my answer is almost always yes. It has to be washable. Because the shelters will wash them frequently, as you can imagine, and machine dry them, so they have to be pretty durable. Yeah. But I have people uh, sewing them. I have um, knitting, crochet, making them a tied fleece. I have, um, you know, uh, kindergartners have made blankets by just really tying tying the edges. So literally every age can get involved in it. That is um, so sweet. Them, so they kind of learn to cut. You know, they cut the little fringes and then they tie them. Um, I've had senior citizens do that. Um, mm-hmm. I've had adults with learning disabilities make rope toys from tied fleece because we do blankets. But I like every box I ship out to have a handful of toys at the top uh, for the cats and dogs as well. And so, so you you ship the blankets out with some toys. Yes. Yeah, there's a little card that says what they are. Um, I have another volunteer that said, can I start coloring thank you notes? 
for the shelter workers because Aww. it's a very stressful job. And, oh, yeah. you know, they have a lot of the issues you get when you have a stressful job. And yeah. so she does these coloring pages and writes a note to the shelter workers saying, thank you for caring for these pets. Take care of yourself, too. We love you. You know, that. And I never would have come up with that. It's it's the kind of thing the volunteers keep coming up with these fantastic ideas. Mm-hmm. And I say, I just tend to say yes to things. Yeah. Well, you know, I would imagine, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, during these past several months of sheltering in place, it's a great thing to be able to do. You're giving back. You're making a difference in an animal's life. You know, making a blanket while you're not really able to go many places, if any places. Oh, absolutely. I coincidentally, beginning of this year, I started on a book talking about crafting to ease your stress as a um, for depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I have been talking to my um, volunteers and kind of getting some of this information from them. And so many of them have said, "I feel helpless in this situation." Yes. You see it on the news. What can you do? They said, you know, I pick up my my crochet hook, my name nails, I fire up my sewing machine, and I can do something. I can help pets. I can, in a sense, it helps the shelter workers. They love getting our blankets. They really feel appreciated um, because they are so unique and handmade. Um, and they said it has, it helps me have some time. It helps me be stressed. I turn off the news and I craft and I feel like okay I'm putting out good in the world (laughs) exactly that's my little thing to do so exactly fantastic um how long does it take to create one of these blankets it's really all over the place I I mean I can crochet a blanket in about an hour and a half almost without looking um (laughs) because I've been doing this a long time (laughs) and it's my de-stressor at the end of every night I do this Mm. Um, it's funny, many of my volunteers say, you know, when I go on vacation, the first thing I pack is my yarn and my hook and my, you know, materials to make blankets because it really is an important routine form. But as far as how long, you can make a tight fleece blanket where you're coming out the place, cutting the fringes and tying on them in probably about an hour. Mm-hmm. There are some quilts that people make that I could never in a million years make that are just drop dead gorgeous. And those, I'm sure, take hours and hours. Yeah. Um, but probably for the average person, you know, maybe maybe a few hours, I would say, two to three hours. And again, I really want this to be a blessing in the lives of the volunteers. And so I tell them, don't worry about the signs. Don't worry about mistakes. Don't worry about you ran out of a color of yarn and you switched to another color. Do whatever you're creatively called to do and what feels right to you. And what I will find a home from it. I ship to shelters that handle guinea pigs and ferrets and one that gives blankets to large dogs. So And it's every every blanket is its own unique entity, which is really fantastic. You know, it's not an assembly line product, it's it's a piece of art. Well, and that's what I love about it. I say, yeah, machines make perfection. We're not machines. <laughs> We're not that's perfect. right. That's our purpose. I love that there's a little tweak in a blanket. To me, that says a human being created this. Yeah. And many of our volunteers will even take it a step further and they envision the pet they are creating for as they do it. Maybe they have a chocolate lab 
and they'll make a blanket with oranges and browns and, you know, that sort of thing, or a jet black cat they will envision and then make a rainbow colored, you know, it just looks super bright. So, yeah, they really are one-of-a-kind works of art, definitely, you know, created with a ton of love. And I think the shelters really see that. I mean, they, the shelters, don't get me wrong, they appreciate getting towels and store-bought blankets. They are really in desperate need of things. So they appreciate yeah. everything they get. But when they get something handmade, and not oh, everybody special. gets a crochet oh, yeah. things, you know, it's a whole, diff- it's a whole different level kind yes. of thing. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break from our sponsor, but when we get back, I really am looking forward to hearing stories about how your blankets have helped shelter animals, about some of the unusual animals you've had as pets, (laughs) and about a very cool event that you're participating in coming up soon. So don't go away. Refresh that beverage. Get cozy, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. If you've just joined, we're here with Linda Castile Kozlowski of Comfort for Critters, making custom handmade blankets for shelter pets to make them not only more comfortable, but feel more secure. Welcome back, Linda. And I want to jump in to some of the stories that you've heard from shelters you donate these blankets to and what they've done for their animals. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, boy, Jody, I could talk about that all day. I mean, it's a good example. I think if you kind of follow your passion and follow your heart, things will happen. Blessings will just start dropping right and left. When I started donating the blankets, it was to be kept, you know, in the cage with the pet and then it goes home. And what I found is that shelters are using them when the animal has to go to the vet and back, which frequently when the animal first enters a shelter, it, it does that quite a few times. And these stressful trips were now much easier because they had a comfort object with them when they would go to meet a family. Usually there's a separate room they would go into that they said, you know, we wrap them in their blanket and they are safe and secure and they can stay wrapped in that blanket as long as needed. And it really helps the adoption process. I mean, they have literally said that we really feel like this is increasing our adoption rates because the animals are relaxed and so much depends on that first interaction with the family. Absolutely. And when they can hold them, you know, wrapped in a little blanket, like a little baby, and the animal's secure, and it's not cowering, and it's not trying to run away, it really makes a difference. 
Yeah, I mean, I would think because in a shelter, there's so little that a dog or a cat can feel is their own. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, my dogs or your animals or, you know, listeners' animals that are their beloved pets that have lots of toys and their bed or beds. And, you know, these guys, this is something that they can really feel is theirs. So that holds, I think, a lot of power to comfort. So, yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Some of the blankets for some of the shelters will uh, put little pockets into them because when the animal comes back from saying getting spayed or neutered, they will slip a warming disc into the blanket, mm-hmm. um, into the pocket, I should say, of the blanket. And then they can cuddle up on their blanket and it's not right up, you know, the warming yeah. disc is not against the pot. So that sort of thing, like the shelters have just kind of taken off. Yeah. And really the biggest thing the shelters told me, and I didn't think of it, but it really makes perfect sense. They said, you know, people come in and they will walk down and view the enclosures. And when you see a lot of pets just kind of sitting on a cement floor or sitting on an enclosure floor, they look like strays. When there's a rainbow colored crocheted blanket, it looks like somebody's pet. It looks like they would be in somebody's home. Mm -hmm. And it just, sheds a whole new light on the situation when they're looking at these animals. Yeah, it's a psychological difference. They look at them as if they, they could see them being their pet. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. And that's, that's what they want. That's what the shelters want. They want yeah. people to come in and see and find their family member. Look yeah. at an animal and look at a cat, look at a dog, look at a ferret, look at a guinea pig. And say, that is my little guinea pig. That is a new member of my family that I I know they need to be with me and that sort of thing. And it's just a little bit easier. It's maybe a little bit of a bridge when they have something like ultra handmade that they're cuddling or they're needing, you know, the cats will need our blankets, which is like the highest compliment of all. Um, The dogs, you know, I've got stories of dogs that once they're adopted and they go home with their blanket. Um, recently, I got a, um, one of the shelters got a note from the adoptive family saying the dog carries this blanket around everywhere he goes. And he's been Aww. with us now for like two months. And Aww. she said, you know, we take it away. And when we wash it, he's like unsettled was her term until yeah. he gets the blanket back. And then yeah. he'll like lay right back down. And you know, that, that makes it all worth it. It makes all the postage, all the changes, all the, you know, adjustments you have to do as a a nonprofit, it makes it worth it. Absolutely. Now, Linda, you are an equal opportunity animal lover. You mentioned a couple of different types of animals than cats and dogs just before in telling your stories. Tell us about some of the more unusual pets you've had. Well, I have two boys and kind of my weakness is if we're in a bookstore or a pet store. Anything else I can say no to. And so we've had just lots of, um, probably the most unusual and maybe surprising to me is a uh, python. We have got a five-foot python um, named Monty, of course. (laughs) And my son, you know, my son wanted this. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful creature to have. Um, He didn't have a real long life with us because he had an infection when we adopted him. Um, Mm. But... He had the best veterinary care he could get. And, you know, when you see your son trying to administer antibiotics to a snake 
and helping him do it. And you just see your kids caring for this thing. Yeah. It's, it's just wonderful. Yeah. So maybe the snake is the most unusual. I've right now I'm sitting in uh, my home office. I've guinea pigs looking at me, two cats, two dogs, <laughs> uh, fish downstairs, a hedgehog, which is another wonderful um, critter. They're because adorable. a hedgehog, they're adorable and they will flatten when they love you. They will, or relaxed with you, I should say, they will flatten their spines. And so you can pick them up and you can pet them like they're a oh. cat. Wow. But if they don't know you, you know, it's just, so it's kind of one of those, you feel good when, when they accept you. It's like a, a high compliment. Of course. Uh, lots of lizards of every kind that you could imagine, anoles and geckos. And um, I have a gecko now. My son's away at college. He adopted a gecko out there. So he's home now and has his uh, bow, his little gecko with him. So. Oh, I love it. A house full of creatures. It's nothing could be better. Yeah. So yes, you, I agree. Yeah. So I'm excited to share with my audience an event that you are participating in coming up soon. It's called Christmas in July. And we're both big shelter and rescue supporters and fans. And a shelter that I support here in Fort Lauderdale is called Abandoned Pet Rescue. And it's Fort Lauderdale's No Kill and a 501c3. And they are organizing this Christmas in July. And what it is, is brands like Linda's and others, all different types, so very, very diverse, are all coming together to display their products. We are going to make everyone aware of everyone's different products that they have to offer. Many of them solving problems like Linda's for pet parents and for animals. And you will have the opportunity to purchase products with a percentage going to support Abandoned Pet Rescue, uh, who gets no funds from the city or anywhere other than from private donations from people like us. So, that's going to happen. We're thinking of starting it with a Zoom launch party, which if that happens, you'll all be aware of it. We're going to make everybody, you know, aware of how to come to the party, sign in, bring a glass of wine or whatever your favorite beverage is and uh, see what everybody has to offer, hear about each of the products, talk about some topics that are issues that many pet parents face and solutions to them. And just in general, have a great time and shop and, you know, do some good. So, Linda, I'm so thrilled that you're going to be a part of this. And, you know, I can't wait to sort of share what you do with everybody who's going to uh, to come and check out Christmas in July. Yeah, great. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Okay, that's wonderful. So, is there anything that you would want to add about what you do, what people should know about what you do, where people can find you, certainly? Let us know. Now's the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, you can check us out at comfortforcritters.org is our website and um, see if it's a fit. I would also just suggest to everybody that if you love pets, find some way to help during this time that I can really guarantee whatever you do, whether it's for us or for another group, you're going to definitely feel better for it. And I would also just suggest to everyone that don't let the fact that maybe you can only help a little, um, maybe only make one blanket or donate one can of food, 
don't let that stop you from helping at all. Because I can tell you as someone that runs a nonprofit, if I get one blanket in, if I get one dollar donated, I am extremely grateful for that. And I know that that is other nonprofits as well. So I would just um, encourage everyone to check out our website and um, and take a look. And if you want to make blankets, don't let what we're currently doing stop you from coming up with a new idea for a toy, a blanket. Um, if you think it'll help a pet, then we want it to be part of our program. Very, very well said. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Jody. We're really glad to learn about what you do. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter, who makes us sound so good. We love you, Mark. My passion is living stylishly and animal rescue. So tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, styles, and rescue stories I love. Don't forget to visit me at BarkandSwagger.com where you'll find great fashion, shelter stories, and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, Bark and Swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.